Welcome to the Conic Blueprint, where we talk about topics in the recruiting and staffing industry with the end goal to help improve people's lives. This podcast is brought to you by Conic, a technical recruiting company focusing on architecture, engineering, and manufacturing positions in the Midwest. Find out more at ConicNetwork.com. Welcome to the Conic Blueprint. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> like Chanel H. Destino. Is it Destino or Steno? I've never asked you. Destino. Destino. Thanks for coming on for our conversation. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. <laughs> so we're just going to have a conversation. Tell everybody what your role is here. Yeah. So working for Conic, I am the operations director. And what I do on a day-to-day is oversee the sales and recruiting processes and the teams and make sure that they're supported fully and making sure the trains are running on time and it's, uh, it's okay. That's my, that's my day-to-day. Putting out fires. Putting out fires. You know, just the little things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Yes. Yep. Waking up the team, send them, you know, a funny tumbleweed blowing across the desert in the middle of the day Wednesday when it's so quiet. (laughs) You know, a quiet teams could mean a productive team because we're all on the phone. (laughs) Yeah. My mind just goes to like, everybody is enjoying happy hour. (laughs) Yeah. We're we're gone. We're gone. Sure. Yeah. Right. (laughs) How, what did you do before you came to Conic? I was uh, in a similar position where I did oversee sales and recruiting team for another firm. However, the industry was different. So I spent majority of my recruiting and staffing career in healthcare. So supporting hospitals, insurance companies. So coming here was a very different twist to things. Healthcare has a lot of nuances and rules and red tape all over everything. Staffing nurses, staffing nurses to onboarding them, to credentialing them. It's very different coming from that life to working with engineers and (laughs) in this side of the, in this industry. I've done a lot of recruiting. I've done a lot of sales. And then prior to starting my last firm, I was the first hire for that company in in Minneapolis. And so my job was to basically run the startup and build the business and do a lot of that sales initial business and then recruit on it. And then as I got a little bit bigger, then I started adding on a sales team, a recruiting team, and eventually built it to an 18-person company in Minneapolis. That was uh, five years in the making. How did you find Conic Prime staff? So my husband, Dale DeSeno, um, he's also in our industry and works in the engineering manufacturing side of staffing and for a lot longer than I have. So Tom had initially reached out to Dale, my husband, about an opening here at Conic. And uh, I, I don't know how many conversations they've had over the course of the years, but when Dale and I were driving home from work one day, he said, hey, so this Tom guy from Conic Brian Staff, he used to be George Conic Associates. He's giving me the whole history of the company. I'm like, I've never heard of this place. Because <laughs> it's just like not in the same sandbox. You guys weren't even a competitor of mine, so I didn't need to know who you were. He's like, yeah, they reached out to me. I think this is a, I, I took the call a 
been talking to Tom for a couple of years and known about him. I know about George Connick. And he said, you know, I think that maybe you should talk to them. Um, and I was like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, well, you know, you've been talking about trying to get out of healthcare staffing for a while. And maybe this is uh, next thing on your journey or whatever. And so evidently after he was talking to Tom, Tom was explaining what the position would be all about, you know, operations and processes and stuff like that. And when Dale heard those words, he was like, nope, that is not me. That is my wife. (laughs) (laughs) That is not me. Yeah, we, yeah, we had lunch with him and talked to him specifically about the position. And that was my hopes, like, for this Dale guy. So I had just I'd known and met at a, a couple of fairs and uh, just know, hear of him through social media. You talk to other candidates and, yeah, I'm working with this Dale guy. So I met with him and, like, super excited because he agreed to lunch. and like, oh, he must be interested. And he was. He very, very receptive and he listened to my conversation. But he's like, you know what? I don't think I'm in a good spot to move. I'm not not really looking, uh, not looking. So, but my wife would be perfect for this. I'm like, what? How would your wife be perfect? How could your wife be perfect for this? Like, like at a confused look at my face. Like, well, she works right down the cubicle from me, like three cubicles down. So, uh, so I'll talk to her about it later. Like, oh, that was great. Great, uh, small, small town. That is really <laughs> yep, exactly. So yeah, I just was like, well, I guess you got, you piqued my interest. I read the the job description and there was a section in there that said, follow EOS tools. And it was very random. It was almost like a calling to me because I had just read the book Traction. Mm -hmm. That was my whatever quarter book. I think it was my Q4 book or something. And and I was getting prepared for the new year and applying some new processes, like how do you gain more traction and all of that, your company and building it. And, And I saw that in there and I was like, I wonder if they know the EOS and traction tools and all of that. And sure enough, you guys had already implemented it. So I was like, this, everything was kind of clicking in mm-hmm. the right direction. And so that's what led me to that initial conversation. What sealed the deal for you? What did you decide? Yep. I'm going to make this move at this time. <laughs> oh my gosh. How many interviews did I go through? I think I went through like maybe eight, eight, nine, yes. ten. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that with everyone. Yeah. With, <laughs> yeah. With us, sometimes Brad and then the team. And yeah. You met the team individually. That's nice. right. Yeah. So I guess the months, I think across the month and a half or two months of vetting, I think I was just like, you know, I'm too far vested in this. I've spent too much time talking to them. <laughs> I better take this job. Uh, it's a sunk cost. I better just follow through with it now. You know, between talking to everybody on the team, the conversations that I've had with Tom and Brad, and just learning more about the company and where it wanted to go, I felt like my next step in my career was very much aligned with where this company was and where it wanted to go. And a lot of the things that I was talking about and what I saw myself doing for a company, it really resonated, I felt like, with Tom and Brad and the team. And and I think that it was just over those conversations where I just felt so comfortable and felt like I was in my skin that it just made sense. And so... I probably could have been sold even in the first conversation, to be honest, because I was kind of ready for something new, trying to get out of healthcare. But I had spent five years with this company. I built it from the ground up. So there was a lot of emotions that were playing in there too. But I just knew deep down that I needed something different. And everything just felt natural here. 
that I could just kind of plug and play and continue to grow within my career. Yeah, and you, you know, this one thing that resonated through across meeting you, you have, you have such a, a passion and interest in, in culture. And through meeting you, we, we just really believe that you could help improve our culture and grow our business and, and, and continue to grow. So it was, it was uh, natural for us, a natural process. And everyone uh, raved about you after the meeting. So it was, it made it an easy decision, even though a lot of sunk, sunk time, wasted time. <laughs> spent time interviewing got so far into it like well let's just start I've, I've invested 20 some hours of my life meeting these people right oh my gosh mm-hmm. I think about that and then you started and then a week later two weeks later we shut the office how long was it before we had to shut the office two weeks two. it was my third week my third my first my Start of my third week, we started working from home. So I was oh just gosh. thinking my toes into this, getting comfortable with a little bit of, I mean, two weeks of getting used to people's personalities, how they, how they communicate and getting to read people. I mean, it doesn't even scratch the surface when you're starting a new company and your job is going to be leading them and helping them grow and all of that. So yeah, that was, uh, that was a surprise. <laughs> um, had I known about yeah. something that I, you know I go back and forth when I think about when I first joined Conic and leaving Pride I was like wow I left at a very dangerous time you know when you hear about how many individuals have lost their jobs and most of them are the people that are the newest in the company you know they haven't had much invested in that person and you know they're not contributing to the level of somebody that's been there for so many years. Those were some thoughts, you know, of, wow, I took a risk of coming here and here, this is happening. And, but I mean, that's more of like a selfish view point of it, but from a company standpoint, (laughs) to be honest, it was kind of a fun adventure for me, like operations, finding solutions on how to fix problems. is like my, that's my jam. That's when I get a lot of energy and, feel really good about what I do and to transfer a team that was so cohesive and so strong as a unit in person had to now take that energy and put it all in a remote digital team setting. And so, (laughs) so, I mean, that was, that was over the few weeks, you know, just to see where we had started and how we evolved even just that quickly was was kind of thrilling and exciting for me to see how you all, how everybody picked it all up and we barely even missed a beat. Yeah, that so, from my perspective was crazy. I would agree. Yeah, absolutely. Would, you could do probably a whole series on well and there probably are podcasts about just working from home, but what are some of the biggest lessons learned in the last year of leading a team remotely? Hmm. Wow. I pride myself in always being a learner and every situation, whether it goes well or it goes wrong, I always feel like there's a lesson learned in that. Mm -hmm. So I approach that question from, I think every single experience that this team has gone through that I've gone through has been a lesson learned, um, either going in the, uh, either negatively or positively, I guess. I would say like the biggest lesson this year has just been to trust myself 
trust that I am in the right position to do this job well. I didn't have the privilege or the luxury of having people sitting next to me to connect with me and feel their energy. I really had to find that for myself and build myself up. Otherwise, I would have been I would have been lost. I would have been stuck in my own head and it probably would have been a disaster. That was that was big for me because I relied so much on external factors to show me or tell me or give me some sort of clue or sign that I was doing well. There were some things that that actually went in my favor. I've been very adamant about having one-on-one time with each of the the team members, and I do whatever I possibly can never to cancel those meetings because as much as I want to get things done and, like, you know, if I'm in the flow or whatever it is, I've got this thing I need to finish. I feel like my time individually with each person is more valuable than finishing something or getting that one task done because I learn so much of what is going on in that person's world or what's it, it brought me that much closer to each individual person so that we could create a bond and you guys could, or everybody on the team could learn my style of how I communicate and I could learn about you too. So if that, I mean, that obviously was a, um, a time commitment, but it was, it was definitely a good lesson learned that it was something that was necessary and needed to help this team during this crazy, crazy time. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back on it, it's, it was quite the whirlwind for a few weeks. And, uh, like you said, you, you love problems thrown at you and trying to figure it out. I mean, <laughs> there was a problems coming every minute <laughs> and biggest problems. How do you prioritize all these problems coming in? <laughs> but you did it, did it extremely well. So <laughs> it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was a crazy, crazy year. Yeah. I was thinking, I was talking with a friend of mine. I'm like, I hope she doesn't quit. I hope she doesn't quit. <laughs> I mean, it was like, are you kidding me? Uh, everything that's going on. Yeah. You know, one of my questions was going to be, has anything surprised you working for the company? And it's outside the pandemic, but what were some things or what was something that you weren't quite expecting um, one way or the other? You know, to be very honest, like this is me being vulnerable. I came in with a lot of insecurities about leading a team with so much experience. I didn't feel like I could live up to this team's experience. I mean, between Brad and Tom running this company to three individuals on this team that have been on the, in the company for 20 years, I had these insecurities of like, how am I going to teach them? How am I going to lead them and help them? Like they, they don't need me. Yes, they do. <laughs> and I'm not saying that. I think that was a big surprise to me as we, and maybe it was because of the pandemic and having to shift from the model that we were doing into more of a digital, like I felt like I immediately added value just of having this background or knowledge in these different things. Because what I brought to the table from my previous company is that I had team members that were remote, whether they were out of the country or on different ends of each coast. And then having our corporate office that was also in New York City, too. So I was already kind of used to having remote interaction. Um, And so, yeah, so I I mean, as far as like surprises, I think that that would probably be it, is that I could add value to a very, very experienced and talented team and, and see individuals even grow 
too. So a lot of times it's like, well, they've already, they already know everything. How am I going to teach them anything? And it was being creative and trying to figure out where can I add value to this person, this person. And it was different for each one. And I mean, honestly, nobody made it super easy for me <laughs> to figure out what was that one thing. <laughs> you made me work for it. <laughs> and I, I think one of the things you said is so key, though, that some people fall into a trap of they try to have one process for everybody. And you just said, you know, it's different for everybody. Your approach with me is probably different than your approach with you know, our newest staff member, Ian, who, you know, right. and I think we as a staff uh, recognize that news. I'm just going to speak for everybody and say thank you. Not the purpose of the podcast, but, you know, I'm going to take it where I can get it. <laughs> what have you enjoyed so far? I mean, it's been a year since you've been here now and it's, it, yeah, it's been a not so year, but what, what's been your most, your fondest takeaway so far? You know, I, I truly do say when I wake up in the morning, I'm excited to go to work. I am like mm-hmm. speaking from my heart and that is genuine. That comes from like deep, deep down in there. And I know that there are so many people that are living out there that have the Sunday scaries you know, and they're like dreading like, oh gosh, tomorrow's Monday and they get the anxiety, they get irritable and all of that. And don't get me wrong. I love my weekends. <laughs> I like to <laughs> shut down and have my time with my family or whatever. But when I wake up on Monday morning, I'm excited. I'm excited. How am I going to impact another person's life just because of our, 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 our core purpose and that kind of thing. But this team is the best team I've ever worked with in my entire career. And it's so cool that each person's personality comes out in different ways, whether it's on a a zoom call or over our teams, just being silly and finding the funniest memes, like our meme wars (laughs) and making it fun. But I'm not sure if I'm straying away from the question. I don't want to, I don't want to stray too far away. So these are all things I enjoy. I'll take it. Exactly. It's just been fun. And I've learned so much about, you all have taught me so much as well. I mean, before this, I didn't know, well, I still don't know a lot of what these positions do. Well, the title now, I know. it's like electrical designers and panel builders, control engineers. That wasn't even in my vernacular before I started here. No, you guys have taught me even beyond that. But I would say that just you all inviting me into this culture and your guys' environment and your work family has been the best. It's been so great. And I can't believe it's already been 12 months I've been working here. It just, I blinked and I've already been here for a year. So time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Working remote and craziness. I think that's the perfect place to end it. Thank you, Chanel. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Super fun.